Welcome podcasters to Patrick Valancourt, aka PBJ Valancourt's rant podcast. On today's episode, we have Ashley Keysweater. Now, this is a very special podcast because Ashley is actually one of my OG supporters. Before I even started vlogging, before I even started taking social media seriously, we somehow stumbled upon each other via social media and she has stuck with me since. Part of me feels bad for her. Part of me appreciates <laughs> the support. Welcome, Ashley. Hey. So today we are just going to talk about YouTube, I guess. All this um, all this drama that seems to be happening. Yeah, with uh, What were we saying before I started there? Rice gum and... and Logan Paul, Jake Paul. Paul. So you're not keeping up with it at all, you said? Nope. It's crazy. So let me let me try and I'll try and summarize it. Um, so Jake, so Jake Paul, Logan Paul, they are Vine stars. Um, Rice Gum is, I think, a Twitch gamer who's been known for being a douche. <laughs> like facts, not not my opinion. Um. Who else? Alyssa Violet used to date Jake Paul. She was part of Team 10. This is awful. I literally just posted a YouTube video that I didn't want to talk about this. <laughs> but it's not on YouTube, so... <laughs> this sounds like my high school. Yeah, that's basically what this is going to be. Okay, instead of talking about YouTube drama, what what else should we talk about here, Ash? I'm interested in the YouTube drama. That's something I kind of stay away from because it's like, I don't like to judge people and I try and stay far away from drama because I dealt with it enough in high school. And so <laughs> you're interested actually, in it? I am. It's it's interesting because there's a business mentality behind it. That's that's what really interests me. There's, there's people that are buying into this and they're picking sides or they feel forced to pick sides because a lot their their main audience, right? All these people, um, to name a few, so it'd be Rice Gum, Melissa Violet, um, Sniper Wolf is now part of it. Tanner Fox is part of it. Um, Phase, uh, I forget his his full name, but he's living with Rice Gum and Alyssa Violet. Summer Ray, some I don't know if you know where Summer Ray is. She's uh. Instagram model, about 15 million followers. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's known for, uh, well, her lovely, you know, attitudes on her chest <laughs> and, you know, her butt. <laughs> um, Interesting. Who else? Who else is, uh, is part of this? Jess- Jesse. Jesse's dabbling in something that I don't think he should. He's got a bit of an older audience. He's got lots of respect. And um, I don't think that... So today he tweeted to... I don't know if you saw that. He tweeted Jake Paul saying, if you want to talk about mental health, let's do it. I, so that's him falling for it. I don't think he realizes that this is a plan of Jake Paul. Like He's a smart kid. He's built a million dollar multi-million dollar company whatever it is team 10 where they hire and recruit uh up-and-coming content creators who can be easily manipulated sorry i didn't cough loud enough there sorry um (laughs) he's a really smart guy and i don't think that jesse knows what he's getting involved i really respect casey neistat i know we're jumping all over the place here but i really respect casey neistat i don't know if you know who that is I do. I love him. Yeah, he he uh, is the one. Like, it's because of him that I started recording myself and getting into YouTube. Now, I recorded myself a long time before I even really watched lots of YouTube. Before I even knew who Casey Neistat was, um, I'm currently sitting on this footage from Europe from 2014 that I think some people want me to release. I just need to edit it in some sort of way. But that was like when I started vlogging. Um, well before Casey and I said, I don't know why I turned this into me. But anyways, getting back to Casey, I really respect him because he doesn't get involved in the drama. He does sometimes, 
which I don't think he should because he's significantly older and more. The age doesn't have a big factor. It's it's the maturity. Um, exactly. Yeah, like he has a bit of an older audience, uh, you know, mid teenagers to, to young adults type thing, as opposed to the audience of the uh, the other YouTubers. Um, somebody who I've come to respect a lot more is Roman Atwood. Now it's it's hard. It's it's very hard with all his YouTubers because you. You see, if you follow them, you see what they want you to see, right? But then every now and then there's like footage or evidence or behind the scenes reveal, whatever you want to call it, of these YouTubers getting caught at their worst moments, I guess. Um, I don't know if you follow, do you, do you follow Roman Atwood? Do you know who he is? No, I don't. Okay, he's a pretty... Well, he's a very big YouTuber. I think he's got 12 million, if not more, 13, 14. Um, he's the founder of Smile More brand, um, big in his area in the States and stuff. Uh, he's a family man. He just had a, a new baby and his, his dog recently passed away. Like everything about his life is massive because he has a very big fan base. Yeah. Um, and he he's, he started off his channel as a prankster. And I don't have much respect for pranksters because, yeah, it's entertaining, but there's that fine line between entertainment and fake and using that as leverage and um, justifying clickbait. Like, I, I just, I fucking hate that. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Lance Stewart is... Uh, oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> Yeah, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> I I don't hate many people. I shouldn't say I hate him. No, I I, I do. I fucking hate him. Because um, <laughs> it's all about views, you know. That's what that's what I hate about YouTube right now. It's all about views. And I first started taking YouTube seriously in terms of a viewer um, when I discovered Casey Neistat because I fell in love with the content creation aspect. And ever since, kind of following him and then vine got really popular and then all these guys you kind of catch on to that because well it, it's what's trending and then you just it, it kind of turns you off from the whole platform yeah um i miss when youtube was like how it was before all the vinos started ever since the vino started i feel like youtube has just gone downhill it has um it has in multiple areas like with the whole adpocalypse thing that happened as well as um, there's like a big thing going on right now with spam bots. I don't know if you notice in the comments, it always says click here. We have a gift for you. And it's like a weird Google code. So and, annoying. Yeah. So Casey Neistat just tweeted about that saying YouTube, you've been around for 10 years or he's been, or Casey's been uploading for 10 years, whatever it was about 10 years. And you're not able to fix that. What the hell YouTube? So now when people are uploading, they're forced to put their comments instead of um, most popular. It would be most recent, which sucks because you can't give a thumbs up to a comment that you really like because whoever's doing these bots, um, they're somehow putting likes onto their comments. So it goes all the way to the top, which is what pisses everybody off. Um yeah, there's, there's so many things wrong with YouTube right now. I was watching videos. I think it was Scarce. He's kind of a, a drama guy. Um, and there's three big drama channels. I don't know how many how many you know, but there's Philip DeFranco that I'm aware of, Drama Alert, aka Keemstar, and Scarce. And they all I feel like they all post the exact same thing. I feel like everybody who has over a million subscribers or has like a big fan base, I think they all communicate within each other and plan shit out it wouldn't shock me at this point now like i know we're jumping all over the place but all these diss tracks that are coming back and forth and getting millions and millions of views it how can people i don't i, I don't understand how it feels like it, it feels like a movie 
Like if you take, there's a good one week span or like maybe two weeks where there was just so much shit that was happening. And it honestly feels like a movie that has been planned for so long and everybody was in it. And it's just, it's fucking crazy. Like, do you know FouseyTube? Yep. Oh my God. I, I have such little respect for him. He, go ahead. He's not one of my favorites. Like I stopped watching him. The moment I started watching him. Yeah. He, uh, I know he has mental health issues, but he, I, I don't want to give my opinion because I don't want to offend anybody listening, but fuck it. I'm still going to give my opinion. I feel like, and this isn't just him. This is people in general that have some sort of story that they can try and leverage i feel like he uses his because you know he's been diagnosed with bipolar right yep i feel like he uses that sometimes to be a dick and then i totally agree blames it on being bipolar that's the thing about mental health and that's such a fine line between politically correct and being a fucking asshole is talking up about this is like like when when do people how do you know when somebody's crossing that line because you can't tell because it's a mental injury right it's like like if it was a physical injury if somebody was complaining about their ankle being broken and then you catch them you know walking to mcdonald's or something like there's no excuse for that yeah there's no excuse for that but when it comes to mental issues how do you know and you can't Nobody wants to be that guy to to call somebody out on that. Um, but I feel like there's just this weird vibe from him. He mm-hmm. goes through these phases. He did this PR stunt about being homeless. And his heart might have been in the right place at one point. But I did feel like it was a, a PR stunt. And I don't really respect that because he did end up calling quits on that pretty early. And I know his dog ended up passing away or got sick and then passed away, which is sad. I do sympathize that. Um, but just the way he talks to the camera, there's something about him. When He's shady. He's shady? Yeah. Yeah. It, he like delivers sad news or he's upset, but he's smiling. It, like it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. There's something about his, the way he carries himself. Now, I, I haven't done enough research on him to know if this is what how he's always been or if this is kind of his YouTube character or if this is part of being bipolar. I really don't know. But just from what I've seen, it, fuck, seems like a, seems like a dick. That is one thing I hate when people put on the biggest act and have a YouTube character. Like, why? Why can't you just be yourself? Yeah, I, I, from, from myself, I noticed myself kind of acting differently when I was vlogging versus off camera and, you know, more energy, this and that. And that might not necessarily be because of the vlog. I think I was just excited because I was doing things that I loved and I was kind of caught up in that in that routine. Um, but it, it started, people started calling me out on it. When I go with friends, it'd be like, Hey, Patrick, like take off the vlog mode or something. Um, I, I don't know if that's a, a real thing, but it, where I am right now is with all this trauma, there's just, I've been hit just with so many ideas and eye opening situations that I, I've just realized who I am and who I want to be on the internet. And that is myself. And I don't want to fake anything and I want to be real, but I also want to be entertaining, right? Cause nobody just wants to watch a YouTube video of somebody doing nothing interesting. Right. Um, I hate when people exaggerate like so much and you've been watching this person, let's say five years and you just watch them like, get more and more fake each video it's like come on who are you trying to fool Mm -hmm. that is my pet peeve 
Yeah, I think a lot of people sell out. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's... I feel like there's going to be a big change. And I'm calling this. I'm I'm 100% calling this. All my chips are bet on this, which is why I've changed a few things about myself and why I'm sticking with it. Um, I feel like all this these these pranks the pranks are never gonna end that's that, that's always happened and that will continue to always happen um but this fake kind of persona on youtube i feel like what's happening with so it all in in the history of mankind you can have a hundred small events happen and they're not and that not be enough to create a significant change in in that industry. But it's that 101st event that always throws it over the top for a complete kind of revamp, right? So, like, look at the, the market in 2007, 2008, right? It took a few things, and it kept going, kept going, kept going. Then one day, boom, I think that was a terrible analogy. A better one would be, look at what PewDiePie did. He completely changed the way advertising happens on youtube one person single-handedly changed advertising on youtube that's that's massive i think people are not looking at the um micro of that and they're just focusing on the macro of okay wow things changed and well there was a lot of shady things happening on youtube and it just, like that one Wall Street Journal thing, that was the 101st event that threw it over the top for YouTube to finally realize things need to change. Now, I think that what's happening with Jake Paul is the exact same thing. Oh, for sure. But with um, personalities and your your like social media character and um, transparency. A lot of people know that most of his content is scripted and fake. Um, he comes off as a dick. I can't speak as to who he is really because we don't know unless you've actually spent time with him, right? Yeah, exactly. But all of the, like, the way that he's portrayed himself on YouTube, I feel like that's going to be a big opener. It's starting to become a big eye-opener for a lot of viewers since a lot of other big youtubers are speaking up about it now all depending on how the cards are dealt and played um either it's going to happen exactly the same again soon where either it's going to be him or somebody else gets that amount of attention and the world just goes into this crazy drama thing on youtube or it's going to be the start of a change where he's whatever happens to him happens, but everyone else kind of realizes, okay, shit needs to be a little different because, well, we don't want this to happen again, which essentially is what happened after PewDiePie. Everyone started to be like, holy crap, I can't swear as much on YouTube or else Coke isn't going to throw an ad on my, you know, channel and i'm not going to get paid as much so everyone that was kind of a reality check i think this is another reality check um i don't think i'm wrong i can't pinpoint the exact time frame of when i think this is going to happen but i do think it's going to happen within um the next month to six months um, i feel like already starting to happen like as soon as all of this went down it's like youtube is like okay let's think of something to stop this yeah like, I can guarantee it's already in the making. And can you tell by my tweets that I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to poke <laughs> the bear and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stir exactly. the pot and get things going? Yeah, I, I really want to be the first to initiate this, this big change, this new, the new dawn of YouTube. Uh, somebody's got to do it, and I can't do it alone because I don't have the audience yet. Uh, maybe someday... I'll be able to come back to this podcast and, and laugh about what I just said. Um, <laughs> but as of right now, yeah, I definitely need some help. So 
somebody needs to help me and I just got to find that right person with a big enough audience to get enough attention. Um, and then I think that uh, YouTube will start to become, to get back on track. Now, I don't think it'll be just because of me, um, but I, I would like to be one of the first to start that so I can wear that proudly. And it all starts with one person. And as soon as you hit one of those bigger YouTubers, then yeah. other YouTubers will start talking about it and you'll just, they'll know. And it, everything will start coming out. And that's what I think everybody needs is to like, is to figure out what the hell is going on with YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's coming. It's coming. I'm also, I'm so hungry for my big break. Like that's, you've noticed how much content I've been putting out, right? I have so many yeah. different channels and, and on, on the same platforms and it's just crazy. And I'm, I'm stressing myself out and I, I feel like my kind of my day, that one, you know, everybody needs that push. Everyone gets that one push either through help or through luck or whatever it is. I feel like my time is coming um, and I'm hoping that this is it because I feel like this would be a significant change in how YouTube is um, is is looked at and how people kind of approach YouTube. Um, and I, I honestly feel this is going to sound very cocky, but I feel with how much drive and thirst I have that I'm ahead of even the big... Uh, the big YouTubers in terms of catching on to the trends, unless they said it, then obviously I can't be faster than them. Um, but what I mean by that is what happened with Jake Paul. I mean, I'm, you know, this just as well as, as I do. Um, like we, you, you, you know, I can't sleep. So we're probably on our phones most of the day. Right. I don't know about you, but I am all day, every day. Exactly. So I'm constantly keeping up with what's going on on the internet. And, I react so fast. If I have a video, I don't have a team. So if I have a, an idea for a video, I boom, I make it, edit it, shoot it out. And my videos, like that Jake Paul video, the anonymous video, oh my God, that was so fast. How I was, that was incredibly fast from the time that I saw that video when it was trending to the time that I made the video and uploaded it. And it's just, I don't have a big enough audience to, to carry that and to actually make a movement. Not that I would want to start some sort of movement um, based off of gossip and stuff like that, but just keeping up with trends and being able to predict the change. I feel like I have an advantage because I am so thirsty and I'm not in a comfortable position. You know what they say, right? The wolf who climbs the hill is hungrier than the wolf on top or what? I think I just fucked that up. The wolf. Yeah. On top I have is no not- idea. <laughs> Um, well, it's whoever, if you're always in first, right, you become comfortable and you don't look behind you. So you don't know who's coming, but if you're not in first, you know, where your competition is, you know, how fast they're going. So you're able to judge how much effort you have to put in to get in front of them. And I feel like that's where I am right now. Not saying that I'm going to be passing these million subscriber YouTube channels. Um, but just like I have, I have a message and I want to start, I want to initiate YouTube to go back to how comfortable it was for people, more family friendly and more about spreading positivity and just creating content more about the people as opposed to talking about people. And well, I can't, I, can't, I feel like a hypocrite because all we've done is talk about people. Um, but you know what I mean? Just being yes. more positive And I feel like I have an advantage in that aspect. What you are doing is so much different than all of these people that have millions of subscribers. They're following the trends and you're starting, you're trying to start the trends. And I respect that. I'm trying. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, for respecting that. It's, um, it's fucking discouraging. Because, <laughs> like, I can guarantee if you did all of the things that these big YouTubers are doing, you could probably get followers. Like, yeah, I've, I've had conversations off camera about that. And it's it's 
you have to think about long term, right? YouTube is a platform to monetize. So I'm thinking long term. I'm not a business person, but I do have people coaching me. Um, my mom is actually my manager. <laughs> I love your mom. She's Fun so fact. Yeah. <laughs> She's all right. Um, <laughs> and it, it's about you need to brand yourself. So a lot of these people are they're getting subscribers, but they're not able to brand themselves. That's just my goal. Um, anybody who's listening to this, who's trying to do something similar, you don't have to do what I'm doing or take my advice or opinion, but it's always good to think long-term and think about how you can monetize yourself down the road. And that's not necessarily meaning pushing merch down people's throats, but it's about working with big brands, doing the things that you never thought were possible, right? Getting flown out to go and do all these crazy keynote talks and things like that for really important CEOs and, 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 and shit like that. And if you go around and you just get a lot of subscribers really fast by including yourself in all the drama and talking shit and building that type of reputation for yourself on social media, there's no reset button. I mean, you can be anybody you want online, but you can only put your face in front of the camera once, and that's who you are for life. Exactly. Oh, wow. I feel like that was a great way to end the talk, but I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a mic drop moment right there. At least in my mind, it was. It totally was. I'm sitting here like, yeah, I can't top that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you said it all, my friend. Yeah. Um, so that's why like, I did a couple videos about gossip and i jumped in the drama and that was just to kind of test the field um i've been working with my my thumbnails as well i fucking suck at thumbnails but you got me good when you put up the video about your friend's grandfather's house oh the buying a billionaire's house (laughs) you got me so good i was like oh my god pat yes and then the end of the video i'm like are you kidding well yeah. you clickbaited me so hard yeah but at least i admitted it was clickbait but i did it in a rushed way where i didn't get to apologize enough um i, thought it was bait. I laughed <laughs> well that's like positive clickbait <laughs> it was a short video i mean i don't feel that guilty about it um at least you're not clickbaiting to the point where you're like i ended up in the hospital for this reason and then the video has absolutely nothing to do with that. And people are like, what? Like, why? Lance Stewart. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. yeah. Let me just cough over that. Um, <laughs> no, you've got a point. And, um, and I've, had, I've had some people say, oh, man, you got me. And I know what they mean. They just shoot me a text. I don't want to do that necessarily. Um, I mean, if I have a really important message, I'll make it so it's a appealing but i i don't want to be known as a clickbaiter i don't want to be known as as drama um i i i'll be honest i was so disappointed in myself when i uploaded that jake paul video and i saw to to where it got i mean it did better than 90 percent of my other videos i was so upset with myself because i don't like I'll listen to what's going on with other people. And I know it sounds, again, like I'm a hypocrite because the majority of this talk has been about other people. But when it comes to making YouTube videos, I don't care about what other people are doing. And I have the same mentality with business. I don't care about the competition. I want to do me because I don't want to compare what I'm creating to others because then you try and you then you focus you gauge what you're creating based off of that. And then you begin to sell out. Yeah. And then you try and like start to compete and stuff. And I don't want any part of that. I believe that what I'm doing is right. I stand by my message uh, four videos ago and, and beyond. <laughs> Not necessarily my <laughs> last three videos uh, or my a few of my latest videos. Um but same thing applies to business. Maybe that's why I'm not a very successful or a very good business person where I don't check the other businesses' competition or I don't check my competition, which would be the other businesses. 
just because I'm so confident in what I'm doing and I know what I'm able to bring to the table. Same thing applies to YouTube because, I mean, once you hit that button and you monetize it, right, you're, you're technically an entrepreneur and you have a business via YouTube. Um, yeah, I was so disappointed in myself. I was kicking myself when when I saw the, that video get to where it is. Uh, and I, I don't want to do that again. That was, uh, I mean, on a po- podcast, different. Well, not really. That's me trying to justify something that I know is wrong. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not awful to sit here and talk about it. Because even me, when we started talking before you even started recording, I didn't know much about what was going on. So right now, I feel like we're not gossiping. We're informing people who don't know what's going on and not that we're exposing people, but we're showing them outside of what we see. Mm-hmm. And you can't really clickbait a podcast too, so I don't feel as bad. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Unless I title it Jake Paul Exposed. <laughs> uh, which I won't. Yeah, no, it's... um. There are... Oh my God, I didn't turn my phone off. That was my fault. I... Yeah, you, my YouTube is um, going to change now that I'm starting to see some some momentum. And by momentum, I don't necessarily mean by views and subscribers. I just mean by confidence in myself, getting into a routine, being able to upload um, consistently-ish. Uh, I also feel bad because yesterday's video, I said that I was going to upload every day. And I didn't get around to making a video today because I was setting up the different podcasts. Um, but other than that, <laughs> I've been getting more into a routine. I just feel, uh, like there's some sort of momentum going from that. And I feel like it's fueling my creativity and, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm talking a lot about myself. It's not a bad thing. No, maybe that's why I started a podcast. <laughs> I'm happy to see you going down this path. Because, like, as you said in the beginning of this podcast, I've been following you for, I don't even know how long. And I was one of, I was maybe, like, the second subscriber on your YouTube channel. I've (laughs) been there. I think your mom was the first one, to be honest. (laughs) I I, I don't even know if she knows how to subscribe. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. Um, I can probably name... Who else it could be? It might be Chris Pickering, who I did the podcast, the mental health podcast yeah. with earlier. He could be the first one. Uh, it could be Andy from Ottawa. Um, Nawaz. There's there's a handful of people that it, that could have been that first one. Uh, I don't think there's a way to subscribe to myself, so it definitely wasn't me. If there was, it then it definitely would have been me. Well, I know for a fact that I was the second one. Wow. I was like, yeah, no, we too. That's incredible. I've watched you grow. Like, I I remember when you went to Vancouver Island and you were vlogging it. And when you went to Trinidad, I remember all of that. And seeing those vlogs and comparing them to your videos now, you can see the difference. You can see that you're more comfortable and you can see that you're finding yourself. And that is why I loved YouTube back in the day, because you got to see people grow. You got to watch them and learn their, their ways. And that's what you're doing. Like, you were reminding me of what I used to watch. Wow. That, I, I don't know what to say to that. That means a lot. That really does. Um, I've noticed that I have been growing, like, the way I, I uh, edit and stuff, like it's getting a lot faster. And every now and then I kind of go back to an old video or when my mom uh, is uh, straightening her hair or something, getting ready for to go out. She sometimes puts my YouTube videos on, uh, on an iPad or a laptop and like it's an old one, things like that. And I just kind of cringe because I hate watching older videos. <laughs> like even what I did last week, I just cringe. I'm like, oh, I have such better ideas now, you know, but yeah. This is where I struggle with. 
And I I want to rush because I'm somebody who wants something immediately and I don't know how to be patient for it. I'm really trying. Um but it's I haven't been consistent on YouTube or with things on the, I guess the way I I vlog or I post videos because I'm so hesitant in doing something and sticking with it but it not being the thing that I want. So like, you know how all the big YouTubers, they have their signature intro and outro and they have catchphrases throughout the, um, the videos. Yeah. I don't feel like I have that. If somebody were to watch, are you still there? Yep. Okay. You felt like you were cutting out. If somebody were to watch all my videos, I don't feel like they should, that they would know me as well as they should have for somebody who's posted 110 videos. Because when I watch another video, another vlogger, right, like Casey Neistat, I feel like I know him. I know his style, right? He does those travel vlogs. He zooms the camera in on his face all the time. His camera falls over and he tries to catch it. He's got the boosted board, right? You feel like you're invested in his character. I don't feel like I'm providing that. I don't feel like I have a consistent thing that I do or say or act or even in my editing that provides that, which I, I also, that's why I feel like I haven't been growing as fast or as much as I would like to. The one consistent thing you have, and this is what I enjoy so much is you're always positive and you just give off that vibe like even though I had no idea who you were you were just somebody on my snapchat and I reached out to you because I felt comfortable immediately with you and Hmm. I feel like that's how the people watching your videos feel like you just make everybody feel comfortable like I'm not gonna lie there's been times where I've had panic attacks and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I go on YouTube and I watch some of your videos. Because it's just like, okay, you talk so calm. And you're just so welcoming. And it it puts me back down to where I should be. And it's like, okay. Hmm. Wow, that's, that's not the first time I've heard that. And thank you so much for those kind words. So just... The reason why I said that first is because now things are kind of falling into place. And like, maybe that's kind of my thing is the positivity and more comfortable vibe than others. I don't really want to put myself on that pedestal, but, um, hmm, that's interesting. Now I have something to think about after this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what do you think about? the new addition to um to the vlog so the word of the day in french i actually love that so much because i just went to montreal on a vacation and even though i took french from kindergarten to grade nine i had no idea what anybody was saying and Hmm. my boyfriend's family lives in montreal so i'll be there a lot and it's like hmm I can just watch her vlogs and learn French. So that was actually uh, my mom's idea. I love your mom so much. <laughs> a lot of people do. <laughs> She's a genius. Yeah. Um, yeah, she approached me. Where were we? Uh, we might have been at home or it's when I had gone to. I think it's when I was at work with her the other day um, because the milita- she works on the military base and all this and that. Um, and I have to go there every now and then. Uh, to talk to some people, and um, yeah, she had said, "You know what you should do, mot du jour." And I've, I've, I've told her I've had this conversation with her, and I probably will have this conversation with her in the next twenty four hours about my my kind of signature intro and outro. And she's the one that suggested because I'm Canadian and I'm French, you kind of add that Canadian twist to it, mot du jour. Um, yeah, I, I should do a survey. I should do some sort of survey and, and, and ask people what they think about that because uh, I'm glad that you like it. I, I think it's great too. It's 
difficult <laughs> to do that every single day. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I need to brush up on my French. Um, but I do feel like it's a good way to engage uh, the audience with, uh, with me. Yeah. Have you ever thought, because I know that you have subscribers from all over the world. Have you thought about learning how to say like hello or goodbye in different languages? And that's how you end your videos and begin your videos? Instead of just sticking with French and English? Hmm. So it could be mot du jour, uh, but different languages. I like that. Because then you're engaging everybody, not just Canadian, French, all of that. You're engaging everybody. Yeah. I'm writing that down right now on my phone. Who's the best? Ashley's the best. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> wow. That's uh, that's amazing. I, I really, really like that idea. That way, I don't know how often I would be able to do different languages. Like a different language every day. Is that what you're thinking? Or whenever, like, whenever you feel it's best and suited. Like, if you are doing, let's say you're doing, like, a rant video, I don't think it's necessary. But if you're, like, traveling and vlogging, it mm. would be cool to do it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then that could also provide an opportunity uh, if I'm just out in public vlogging and uh, there's somebody of a different ethnicity who I'm talking to, and I could get them to participate in it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I really like that. That's that's positive. That is very good. I am going. I'm, I'm <laughs> making a YouTube video right now. Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna wait till morning. Uh, yeah, the lighting in here is not good, as you may or may not. I feel like you do remember my first ever vlog, which, oh yep. my God, I want to cringe. <laughs> oh my God. But it's part of the process. I'm not that afraid of posting bad videos, bad as in editing and content and what I think is good, but it turns out to be bad because that's, it, it, it takes those, nece it's necessary to get to where I want to be. Um, and I feel like this is, this is a big part of of uh this process what exactly. you know this this word of the day how started with just french and then how you just suggested uh different languages and i'm not i need to realize my strengths so here's where i am so different than other people and it's not i don't do it on purpose i don't go out of my way it's just me i have I have I have commitment issues. Yeah, I'm no shit, I'm single. But I have <laughs> I have commitment issues. Like I can't commit to doing something every Monday and never skip. You know, like uh my mental health Wednesdays, that was so hard to do. There were days on Wednesdays where I didn't do shit all day and I'm sitting in bed in Toronto thinking there's no fucking chance that I'm getting on a bus and going 45 minutes to play guitar and then busing back. Um, I just, I have commitment issues. I have commitment issues and uh, like with, with my content, I don't know about people. I hope not. I don't know. I'm saying <laughs> for a reason. So maybe, but <laughs> that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different podcast. Cut, cut, edit out. No, it's uh. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, like word of the day, mode jour, vlogging every single day. Like yesterday, I posted I was going to vlog every day. And then today, no vlog. I just I feel so guilty about it, but there's nothing I can do. Like I just sometimes sometimes I, I just can't do it. And I it's hard for me to find explanations. You don't need to justify yourself, though. Like there's if you do it every day and you force yourself to do it, it'll wear off. The novelty of it will wear off and you 
eventually will get sick of it and mm-hmm. just be like, why am I even doing this? Yeah. I, um, I felt like that the other day when I was, I met some, some friends here and we were out and about and we were doing things and I just didn't want to record and I didn't want to ask them, Hey, can you take my picture for Instagram? Um, can you set this up there? Can you do this? Can you do that? Cause a lot of social media, it's hard to do it on by yourself, right? Like I, it's hard to get good quality pictures for Instagram by yourself. Um, and, and just get all that content for the people, um, as one person. So I've asked people that I don't even know to take a picture for me multiple times. Like I, that, that's when it hit me. It's times like that when, when I'm trying to start something new in life, right? Like make new friends. I'm in a new area cause I did just recently move here and I just kind of want to be normal. Not that I'm not normal, but my life kind of revolves around social media and, and content. Um, yeah. But then I think about it and it's like, well, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to make a living out of this. So I need to do it. I like that. Uh, it's, it's weird. I don't know. It's motivation. I don't know how to explain it. Maybe it's the diagnosis. Maybe it's mental health. I don't know. I was so surprised when I was in Trinidad and I was vlogging almost. I did five days out of seven. That blew my fucking mind. I am so impressed with myself. Um, I don't think people realize how much time and effort went into that. Like not even, not even necessarily the getting the content and walking around paradise with the camera and recording myself and doing things kind of according to what I wanted to for the vlog to an extent it was more of the editing like I was up till three four in the morning every night editing because the wi-fi wasn't good there things wouldn't connect batteries would die like I would pass out and have to wake up like it was just fucked but I had that fire and I had that motivation um, which my family didn't understand. I think a lot of my friends were like, what are you doing? Just enjoy yourself. But because, yeah. it, because it was, like you said, it was a novelty. I hadn't kind of, I hadn't abused it at that point. Uh, so it, it, it was, it felt fresh, right? It's like a new relationship. It was like the honeymoon phase. And then, yeah, exactly. And then it, it, it kind of faded out and I'm trying to start it up again, but I think I need a new relationship. <laughs> You're finding yourself. Bye, YouTube. No, <laughs> you're dumped. <laughs> That's funny. But no, I still don't understand how you do it. Like, I get embarrassed when I Snapchat in public. Really? Yeah, I don't. I Like, I wish I could. So many people are like, Ashley, like, you do so much for you. Like, you talk so much about mental health. You should start a YouTube channel. And I'm like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> It's, um, it's, it's difficult. It is. Uh, it's not easy. My friend recently started a channel. He asked me what camera he should get. I also regret the camera that I got. I wish I got a smaller camera. I like the camera that Jake Paul and Logan Paul and all those guys use. Actually, I think they use different cameras now, but the cameras they did have shot in, in a higher frame. It was 60. And mm. it was a lot smaller. And, like, I've shown my camera through mirrors how big it is. And it's, it's fucking heavy. Um, I held your camera. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, it's a big freaking thing. And so walking around talking with that, even I get embarrassed sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm not, I mean, yes, I'm admitting this about 50 minutes, if not more, into the podcast. So I don't know how many people are ever going to hear this. But... I do still get uh, get embarrassed, and that's one thing that I do want to work on is just focusing on myself. I have to think of it not as a, a career, not of not as um, a business, like in in this aspect when I'm actually recording myself. But I have to think of it as nothing else matters except for me and the camera. Like I have to get better at getting in the zone when I'm in public. I feel comfortable. At least I tell myself that I feel comfortable in front of cameras. 
in front of my phone, recording Instagram videos, when I'm out in the wilderness vlogging, whatever. I love that shit. But when I'm meeting new people, uh, it's, fuck, even I struggle sometimes. It's intimidating. It can be, yeah. Yeah, when um, that video there of... uh, the the house that I that I the grandfather's house, yeah, yeah that was um, that was difficult for me to vlog in in front of them. I can imagine. Yeah, that was uh, they were new, and yeah, that was um, that was that was I felt pretty awkward. Like I wasn't as loud as I should have been. Um, that's one thing I do admire about all these social media stars right now that go out in public is they don't care. I mean, they take it to another level and they do some pretty stupid shit, but they don't care. That's, um, Oh, go ahead. I'm sure you'll get there because I can already see it. Like from your first vlog up until this point, I can see how you're getting more relaxed each time. No. Well, that's good. Thank you. I appreciate uh, appreciate that, and it's good to see that I am getting better, at least at one thing in life. <laughs> <laughs> see, with you, it's hard because you watch the videos over and over when you're editing, and from what I've gathered, you don't go back and watch them. Well, I watch them all the time, so it's like I see that you're changing, and I see that you're growing yeah hmm. yeah i guess it, it i don't see it um as like i don't see the reality of it because i'm living it um so somebody on the outside would see it better than than i would that makes sense exactly like even watching you way back in the day on snapchat like you'd make the most awkward stories <laughs> but now you're so comfortable fuck you <laughs> like, <laughs> But it's the truth. Like, I can see from, I'm pretty sure I've had you on Snapchat for as long as I've had Snapchat, which is like two years. Yeah, probably. And I still, I want to know how we, I don't know how we added each other on Snapchat, but I'm so thankful for it. Yeah. But no, like I've watched, I remember when you had short hair and like barely had a beard. That's how long I've been following you. Okay, yeah, so when I was, well, in the military, basically. Yep, it's been that long. Okay, I, I know I know how we have each other on Snapchat then. How? But I'm not going to say it on the podcast. I'll I wait. feel like I have an idea. Do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, this seems like a good time to end the podcast. <laughs> Will remain secrets. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. If you made it this far, um, holy shit, you should probably find something else to do in your life. I'm just kidding. Uh, not really. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs>